Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. Boy, when that alarm went off at 7, it still said 6 in my head. So it was quite distinguishable, too, because I woke up with a, ugh. But I'm doing pretty good now. But I want to read something to you. It came out of the music we were singing, and then, and then Tim Vaughn, just in our, in our cure group this morning, just absolutely undid my life. And uh, for those of us that were in there, it was just so profound. And uh, we're in the final chapter of the cure, which is about destinies. And he just shared his story about he and Penny, and Penny passed away not a year ago yet. Uh, and she had Huntington's and the progression, the decade of progression of that and losing uh, what seemed like a destiny and then finding it in the midst of all that pain and realizing that God's right there. And she glad that God's in the pain? Oh, be very glad that God's in the pain. So I had a, I had a week of, uh, oh, it's like riding the, the roller coaster up at Worlds of Fun, only it wasn't fun. I don't like roller coasters. So I had, I had events and, and stuff happen that were the highest of highs, and I had stuff that just knocked the wind out of me going, oh, don't know if I can take that right now. And uh, you know, including, the, you know, with my own family members and a, and a brother and stuff, and just up and down. And uh, so my emotions are all over the place. And just like the Lord, he gave me a passage of scripture this morning that you're familiar with, but I want to read it to you as we start. So, this is Ecclesiastes 3. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, time to be born and a time to die, time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, time to kill and a time to heal. Time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, and a time to lose, a time to keep. And a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. And I'll add my words to, to an old song God, I hope it's not too late. It's not. The Lord's in it all. He's in your life, and he's in your destiny and your purpose. And sure enough, if I started teaching about bounce back and going through trials, I should have known better. I've done this a long time now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wimber had it right. You know, Don't pray against devils. That's all you'll see. Rejoice in God and call down heaven. That's all you'll see. So you talk about troubles, and they find you, huh? So, uh, 
I'm not destined. You don't have to like go into deep intercession for me. It's just, it's life, isn't it? Destiny and our purposes. Wow, yeah, I just got such kisses from the Lord this week. Uh, Profound, profound things uh, happen. It all has to do with relationship and how much your life matters and what you're going through. And the struggle that you're going through right now matters because it will bring a time of healing and understanding. And bouncing back, that's part of how we bounce back is we, we get meeting out of the horrible things that we go through. I love this earth and this life. Do you? I love the beauty of the earth. I, lo- I love the beauty. I love the creativity that's in my wife and, uh, and what she can do and how can, she can bring things alive. And um, I love my children. I love my church. I watch people go through hard times and they stay away from church. And I go, why is that the first thing you want to stay away from? That should be the first thing you run to is the people of God. In it, you might hear a word of solace that changes everything. One tiny word, one word, one sentence can change a life. Do you understand? You're here, so you're all nodding your head. Yeah, it's the ones who are here that need to hear that, right? And then I can't get the internet to work, right? And can't upload a teaching. That's really important. Don't forsake gathering together, even if it's uncomfortable, even if, oh, gee, i got to go hear him again. Uh, even if that's what's in your thoughts, or that's eh, boring. They're not going to say anything significant. Listen, there is something about going to church that is integral, not just to your life in God, to, to your life, that's really important. And even if you want to keep wearing the mask, there's enough grace around here. Nobody's going to pull it down. And if you do want to pull it down, nobody's going to go, oh, gee, what happened to you? It all happened to us, didn't it? Yeah. So you want to hear a story? So I won't preach long, wherever that child is. Yeah, rebuked by a 10-year-old. Just what I needed. 67 and still getting rebukes from the Lord through a 10-year-old. I will not preach long this morning, I swear. So in my other job, one of the other jobs that I do, Shelterwood, I've had to re-engage on LinkedIn and be professional and put my stuff out there and and let people know what a wonderful guy I am and, uh, and how professional I really am and everything. But through it all, what, what happened was I got a blast from the past from over 35 years ago. Uh, I, back then he was a young man. This guy gets a hold of me and said, uh, Lloyd Rindles, this is so-and-so, and I'm going to be in Kansas City for a conference. And uh, it's somebody that I worked with back in the past in my political days, so it's well over 30, it's 35 years ago, and uh, he actually goes further back than that, um, in that we went to community college together and worked in the writing lab, and, and we were both up-and-coming young men professionals, and, uh, and coordinated our efforts and became friends back then as we helped others learn how to read and write English, and this young man was Hispanic, and he grew up in Marana, Arizona, actually 
Silver Bell, which was a mining town close to Marana. So Marana was maybe the armpit of Tucson. So you can imagine what Silver Bell was. So, uh, and everything. So I get the email and I'm just excited. Somebody, oh, you remembered me? Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I'd love to have you. You know, you're going to be down on the plaza. Well, I'll tell you, it's on my city, you know. So I'm going to take you out to dinner and. And we'll go someplace which is expensive to me. Maybe we'll go to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> and so I answered and said, sure. But I, you know, made all these plans. And then I actually looked at his instant message email and his site on LinkedIn. And he is now Dr. So-and-so. And uh, is the president of Rio Salado College. <laughs> In, in Arizona, and um, I didn't know much about it, so I started investigating because Rio Salado didn't exist when I was still back there, and, uh, and you know, hadn't he become fancy? Now he's the president and doctor, and uh, so I get ready and get a little bit anxious in my heart, you know, and start thinking, um, gee, I'm a little bit intimidated. Wait a minute, I'm 67, nothing intimidates me anymore. You know, what are they going to do? You know, are you going to take my old Chevy truck away from me? <laughs> you know, I've got, I just live in life like all of you, right? And uh, I've got no, you know, <clears throat> no trains to catch, no people to impress. God's very impressed with who I am because he lives in me. And I found myself getting, oh, what's this going to be like? You know, so we get together and, uh, you know, and it's, it's strange, somebody you haven't seen for 35 years, and really he knew I was a believer, and back then I probably used to preach at every stone and cactus I could find, and I still do. Aren't you a bit prickly this morning? <laughs> and uh, we get together, and he says, well, I had one purpose in getting together. And I said, what's that? And he said, I came to say thank you. And uh, when I was in politics and got my really big promotion and my breakthrough and became a very big deal, which wasn't a big deal at all, uh, I had to find somebody to... Uh, so I'll tell you really dirty deeds of politics because you read about them in the, both the fake news and the real news all week now, but uh, because I got promoted, the man I worked for got pressured by the Hispanic caucus that I needed to go find a Mexican-American, a Hispanic staff person to replace me so that they would have a voice, and understandably so, and doing all that. Only my boss didn't want me to find somebody from Phoenix because that would be somebody that they already knew, and he actually wanted the person to report to him and not to them, blah, blah, blah. You understand politics. It's the art of yielding without compromise. Very difficult to do. And so he charged me with going to find a person. I went, me? <laughs> Huh? You know, me? Go find... Okay. All right. So I was sitting in my office, new office, and I was praying, and I went, Lord, who can I go get? Who do I... And this guy's name popped into my head. And I went, oh, man, I haven't seen him for years. This has been like progressing forward from the time of going to school till that. Yeah. 
And so I went, I'm going to track him down. So I tracked down all of our new friends. Nobody knew where he was. And I finally, I remembered his mother's name. And I went through the phone book. Yes, back then we even used a phone book. So you can imagine how long ago that was. Back right after the printed word started. <laughs> and I got her name out of the white pages and called her up in Marana and had this conversation. Are you the mother of so-and-so? And she said, well, yes, I am. And I said, well, you get a hold of him and tell him to call me. I've got the opportunity for his life. I got the job that will change his life. So he was in a very successful position with Kellogg Corporation, and he met with me, and he changed his mind, and he became that person. And then he had to go through all the wars that I had gone through, and I helped coach him. And then I went into vocational ministry a few years after that. And we lost connection. And so he sat down and looked at me and he said, I want to thank you for calling my mom. Changed my life. Because he had to take my old spot and being the analyst for the education committee and that drove him into education. And he got to see from God and his encounters with God that education was the way to overcome poverty, crime, and for people to make it in life. And so he got his master's, and then he went on and got his doctorate, and he went through several different promotions, and now he is the president of a college. And the kiss from the Lord was he said, thank you, because I didn't know I was doing God's will. I didn't know it was part of my destiny and somebody else's. But I just shared and said, look, I think this is an opportunity that you shouldn't pass up. Who was I to say such a bold thing? We very seldom have to say, thus saith the Lord. We live our lives. Your life has purpose and destiny and incredible things, and it's usually found in a relationship and you just interacting and just telling somebody, yeah, I think you ought to do that. Or maybe you should say, nah, you don't need my opinion right now. It'll just muddy the waters and let them wrestle through it. But do what's in your heart to do and lead your life. And you're going to have got an incredible destiny. And to every season of life, there's a purpose under heaven. So we just read. Every season of life. If you're in the worst of times right now, learn how to bounce back. If you're in the best of times, learn how to bounce to others. Learn how to, uh, how to just interact. And don't worry about finding your destiny. I say this over and over and over again. You are God's destiny on the earth. You're going to, listen, after I found out more about, I'll use his first name, about Chris's life, listen, he is having such a, he affects thousands and thousands of people daily that affects millions. He's been to the White House. He has the most successful community college in America. Bill Gates has visited with him, uh, given him money to a community college. They're, they're touching, he's touching prisoners. He's touching people in the workplace. He's all these things just because some guy said, I've got the opportunity of a lifetime for you. Just say yes to this. Just interact with people. Stop being shut-ups. Open your mouth. You have a great purpose to serve in God. It's probably not what you're looking at or what you're thinking about. Well, I'm at the end now, and I don't want to have a purpose. I do, right up until 99. After 99, yeah, then I'll probably say no. 
But you have something to do. Do you you get what I'm trying to tell you this morning? Your simple interactions, a phone call to a friend. When somebody's hurting, that's what church is for. You don't even have to give them an answer. All you have to do is look at them and go, I understand. What do you say to a man like Tim Vaughn who loses his wife and then has to start all over again? What do you say to somebody that goes through a divorce? What do you say to somebody that loses their job? What do you say to somebody that's depressed? What do you say to somebody that's struggling through the normal fights of life? Banks, business, spouses. You're going through it. Tell them one thing. Trust Jesus. It's all in his hands. He's in charge. Lean into God. Find out. Ask. And then share your life with them. That's sharing Jesus. I'm too broken. The story of the feeding of the 5,000. A little kid comes up to Jesus. Gives him the bread and the fish, right? Here's what it says. Jesus received the bread. He lifted it up to heaven. And then he broke it. He broke it. Broke the bread open. And then he distributed it. And it feeds 5,000. What? Your life's a loaf of bread. God's so thankful that you would offer it to him. He gave you the life in the first place. But he's so thankful. He lifts you up to heaven before the Father. and goes, oh. Sarah, she's just incredible, God. Then he takes Sarah and breaks her apart. And distributes her. And she feeds 5,000 people. Should we want anything less? There's a season to everything. Time to allow your life to be sown and a time for it to be plucked up. You can't change one thing. All your days ahead of you, though, are God-filled. He'll be with you on your best days. When you find that guy when you're old enough and fall in love, oh my, will he be with you. He'll be with you on your worst days when you say goodbye to somebody you love a lot. He'll never leave you. He'll never abandon you. He will walk through you with all of it. He has a purpose for each one of us. And you don't have to knock things over to find it. You don't have to make a destiny. A destiny will find you. In simplicity. The voice of a child. A ten-year-old rebuking a pastor to not preach too long. It's all there, isn't it? It's all there. It's all right in front of us. What about when it's severe? Bounce back. Remember last week. The first thing that the enemy of your soul would desire to take out of your life is worship. That's the first thing he goes after. That's what he does not want you to do. Because that's the one thing that God really, what does God expect of me? He wants you to worship him. 
He wants you to be in relationship to him. He doesn't need it. The minute you think he needs you, you missed it. He doesn't need us. He wants us. God wants that. He wants your worship. And if you're in some sort of struggle right now, this way, uh, well, it's later up in the, I've missed the notes and everything, so. The adverse conditions of life. We know the three human responses. Right? You probably heard them a hundred times. Flight, fight, or freeze. Depends on your personality. But even the, even the fight and the flight ones sometimes freeze. If there's a big lion in the way, you, you know, a Mack truck. By the way, don't play on interstates. Chances are you're going to find God's will very quickly. But all of that is designed to produce, by circumstances, we feel confused. God's not the author of confusion. So if we're going through tough things and you feel confused, you can know that feeling is what? Not of God. It's not, confusion is not of God. He is not the author of confusion. That means he didn't put you in this circumstances to mess with your head, Bunky. He's not a mean God. He doesn't do it to produce that. I don't understand what's going on right now. You know, half the time I didn't. I did the same thing you did. I held onto the side of the cart as it started going up the, I hate those rides. You know, the you know, worlds of fun was worlds of horror to me. Okay, why anyone would pay to have themselves thrown around at a great force of speed and up and down, I have no idea. I don't know why any of you like that. If you want to do that, go buy a Harley and know what it really feels like to go fast down the road. Don't let the roller coaster ride confuse you. Don't let the roller coaster ride confuse you. Run into God. Go directly to God. I didn't hear anything. Then go again. I didn't hear anything. Then go again. Will you stop saying that to me? No. Go to God because he's there. How do I go to God? God, here I am. It's really pretty simple, isn't it? Here, here I am. He knows right where you're at. So going to God is simply acknowledging the presence of God to you right now, no matter what you're in. It'd be great if we could pull all the roller coaster rides out of our life, but we're not supposed to. You don't learn anything about you, and you don't learn anything about God. So God uses all of life. There's a time and a season for everything. Even the most drastic, a time to kill? <laughs> I had to wrestle with it this week. So did Brenda, you know. Tanner started doing what Tanner was trained to do. But when that happens, you realize that there's some mother's son 
who isn't going to come home to dinner tonight. There's some child's father that's gone now. Well, they chose to be bad people. Understand, there's a time and a season for everything. It doesn't make it easy, and it doesn't take away the roller coaster ride. Here's the really good news. God doesn't take himself out of the ride. He's with you on the ride. He won't stop. I love what John Mark McMillan wrote. He just keeps coming on. He will not leave me alone. Good. That should tell you you're in relationship. Now worship. You don't like what he's doing right now with me. Worship. That was that whole song. If a thousand billion stars can worship you, so can I. Count me in. And he's going, I see that hand. I chose you before the foundations of the earth. Before I spoke Mars into being, I knew who you were. And I knew every one of your thoughts. And I knew every one of your days. I knew your children. I knew the color of their eyes. I knew your grandchildren. Now you know your aunt, your uncle, and your crazy Uncle Eddie. And I even had a hand in that. Come back. So I kept thinking about that old song. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about him, isn't it? When that is the centerpiece of your life, then you're starting to learn to live in grace. It's all about God. God came, Jesus came full of grace and truth. And he won't stop. He doesn't quit. He doesn't give up. And here's what's really strange. The more we try to make him pay attention to us, the more he seems aloof and distant. And the more we cry out in desperation, the more he goes, I see that. I know how desperate you are right now. What father could deny a desperate child? Think through that. What father would you... Mothers and fathers. Yeah, I love, I love what Chad Spencer said a few weeks ago. If we were all sitting at McDonald's having a Big Mac and a Coke, and, uh, well, some of us wouldn't have that. Some of you would have a salad because you're sane. <laughs> but there was a baby laying in the parking lot screaming and crying. What would you do? I would run and go get that child and pick it up and hold it. Are we not created in the image of God? That's what we do. We choose. We make choices with the circumstances that we're going through. You're making choices right now, and not in the old covenant sense of the word, but choose life. He sets before you all things in order. We can see him. Choose him. He's life. When he was saying choose life, I don't think he was saying choose a right way to live. He was saying choose me. In him is life. Choose me. Choose God in every circumstance in your destiny. Oh my gosh. 
that's going to get fulfilled. Maybe you'll hit your 60s and there will be some email that says, would you have lunch with me? And somebody says, thank you to me. There might be an email where somebody gets a hold of you and says, I want you to know you really offended me. (laughs) And you really hurt my feelings and it's taken me 28 years to get over it, but I finally want to put this stake down right now. I forgive you. You're going, I didn't even know I did that. By the way, I've had those, you can ask Brenda, I've had those conversations too. You go, I did what? I never said that. I wouldn't say that to anybody. How did you ever hear that coming up? No, okay, let me tell you something. I don't remember doing that, but it seems to be a great deal of pain in your life. And so whatever part I played in that, would you please forgive me and release me from it? So a heart can find life. There's a season for everything. Why don't you guys come back up and we'll worship and I'll honor my 10-year-old. Now, all the parents are going, oh, Jesus, my kid. <laughs> it, was, it was the Lord. Stand with me. Don't lose your worship. Did you hear me? Here's my big scold this morning, big pastoral scold. Don't lose your worship. I heard a song a long time ago that said, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, I won't tell you the song. That was a lie. That was from the world. If you want to be happy and joyful, Press into God. Some of you knew that song, didn't you? No? Yeah, a couple of you did. I I was poking at Brenda. Listen, press into worship. Don't lose your worship right now. If you're really struggling, press in. What does that look like? Sing a simple song. Come back to the heart of worship. If you're not going through anything, don't leave the heart of worship. Don't leave it. It's Proverbs 3. should include verse 4, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Do you know it? Those of you who know it, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He. Amen. Listen.